Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be the storyteller for this evening. This episode marks the last use of separate recordings, so you should be hearing an overall increase in sound quality for the remaining episodes. If I planned everything right, the next episode should conclude our first session. So without further delay, welcome to Mage the Ascension, Indomitable Souls. Episode 3, Chapter 2, Awakenings, Electric Boogaloo. From the everlasting glory of suffering and pain To the warmth of tender memories that can never be again To always see your smiling eyes, your laughter fills my soul But in my mind erase your tears before I lose Control. Imagine if you were my friend Those days we left behind Fragments of a time and place Still buried in my mind if only I could cast a spell To somehow change the past Erase the page forever From this book I have amassed The tour bus pulls up with a screech This one Listen. just hears my voice in her head. Oh my god, these brakes. Uh, uh, I told her to take care of that or I would do it. <laughs> What's this? What are you talking about? It's all in my head. Oh. So, all the, uh, <laughs> I need like a symbol or something when it's like twin powers activate. No, you still have to say it because this is an audio format. I know. <laughs> so, um, the three of you uh, show up uh, on time for your new gig with the band. As you pull up, this well-groomed young man steps out of the marquee, the ye old marquee of theater. You did it to yourself. <laughs> the ye old marquee. <laughs> this well-groomed young man steps out. He looks like he's got short black hair that basically parts on the side. He's in a nice, like, button-up shirt. And he walks with a almost very stiff uh, stride to him. Comes up to you and goes, Hello, ma'am. Sir, sir. Are you my punk romance? Yes. That was the band that we ordered today, correct? Yes. Excellent! Our esteemed leader will see you. He loves new Performances! Please follow my lead. Lead the way. Uh, he, he goes with his kind of. Tin man walk. Tin man walk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of doing like a tin man walk. Um, buying three he's, and not getting any, like. I was gonna say. If you only had a brain. Ooh. <laughs> um, oh. Roll it, Jake. Oh. Uh, what is it? Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Three successes. Okay. He's got, an eight. he's got two eights and a nine. Okay, he's then he's good. Okay. He's good. Uh, while he's doing that, I'm going to use spirit and see if he has any kind of possession going on. Because that does not look natural. Uh, what rank is the spirit for the possession? Is spirit that just one? Possess- detect possession is one. It's a rope. Uh, difficulty three. Okay. For you. Oh, uh, Jake, he does not seem to be in possession of his right mind. Hey, guess what? I got the exact same thing he did. He is not possessed by okay. anything, though. At least he's not but possessed. But something possesses his mind. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the best way that I could describe it is it's like there's a fog in his head Ooh. and something else is telling him what to do. It's kind of like giving commands. Okay. Um, as you all walk into ye old Marcus of Theater... Um, you just called us theater. No, it's better if you keep saying it fully so he knows the, what he did to himself. There are multiple people milling about. Some some of them are just standing there, and as soon as they see you enter with your band, uh, Izzy, they just kind of go, yes, yes. I am not. My so punk creepy. romance. <laughs> my That's punk so romance. My punk Is that romance. The whole crowd? There's a small child that does a cartwheel the entire way through the room. Uh, they just seem to be loving these cartwheels. I'm gonna... Un- I'm going to unattach uh, my drumsticks from my hip because I kind of have like a hip thing for them and just kind of wave them. They cheer. Oh. Yeah! My punk romance! My punk is it, is rom- stilted as that? Yes. Okay. But multiple people. I'm just gonna keep following Mr. Tin Man here. Mr. Tin Man kind of stops at a door and another Mr. Tin Man kind of comes up and goes, Welcome to Ye old Marquis of the Theater! And they kind of <laughs> open it up in a very Tin Man walk, like kind of stepping back, and you can see there's a man who has kind of taken the, fir- the, 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 the first row of seats that you see coming in to the theater and he has flipped them around and clearly very badly sawed off the uh, armrests and he's laying down on it like it's a couch and kind of stares at you and goes hello Izzy my name is John Smith I'm the owner, proprietor deed holder and legal owner of the Marquee of Theater how are you today? Pretty good. A little tired from the drive over here. Yes, it must have been a, uh, a terrible drive considering that you are a local van driving a very large tour bus. Traffic is difficult with a large tour bus. Yes, yes it is. You ever try let to take me, a right-hand turn in a big bus? Let me tell you something about right-hand turns. As you can see here, my life has been a right-hand turn with my wonderful improv group. The Marcuses. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, they're really into this improv shit. I can tell. Yeah, I told them, hey, we're going to play as robots today, and... Robots! Also, that one kid won't stop cartwheeling. He's got a lot of energy. So much energy. I wish I had that Can I... He kind of sees the rest of your band coming in, uh, along with 
Maury, how pretty is your character? He's got three points of appearance. Okay, so and I know Jake pretty. Jake is the, the beautiful hobo. Yeah. I'm also three points. Okay, so he sees Elias and just like, Ah, I see you brought along a friend. I didn't see this on your MySpace Bandcamp page. I don't like to put everyone else's uh, I see. business and out there. who is this beautiful specimen? I'm Sigmund. Sigmund, I have not seen you on the SoundCloud yet. Oh, I'm not a performer. I'm a hobo. Professional oh, hobo. I see. Right in the rails, are you? <laughs> well, I live on it, uh, you know what, sir? I can appreciate that. I've done a little bit of hoboing myself. Well, let me tell you. Some of the best damn years of my life. I now, love all the what, tour bus. Now, before, that, uh, you, before my punk romance gets set up, can I offer you all a drink? I got plenty of drinks on the bus. No, oh, excellent. Uh, good connoisseur of drinks. Elias? I, I Elias? Have... I'm sorry. Wait, did you ever give your name? I did not. Okay, I have sir? never given my name. Um, I, I have my own drinks, but thank you. Okay. I Mr. Sigmund, you make your own. Jake, as you sip your drink, <laughs> as you sip your wonderful drink that you made your own, Brought back to a time in your past. <laughs> Jake, what state is Sigmund from? Dealer's Choice Band. Okay, you're from Kentucky. You're in your hometown, your home county. One of the dry counties in Kentucky. Right now, you're in your speakeasy. You've been, uh, Making some, uh, making some moonshine. You got a bunch of the local town, a bunch of the local patrons here. The reverend down the street, one of your neighbors, a couple of the farmhands, even the local sheriff's deputies taking, taking a bit of a swig. And you know that, uh, tonight's gonna be a special night. This is the night that you unveil your new hooch. Okay. And you swear to this crowd this hooch will get them the best buzz they've ever had because it's using some highly illegal ingredients. The sound of people talking, getting ready to enjoy this new hooch as you're pouring it. What do you do? So uh, the, sher the sheriff's deputy, Mr. Uh, Barry, comes up and just like, man! I can't believe that we still got this shit going on here. No, no, I can't believe that this that the sheriff don't even know about this, and your wife don't know about it either. No, this is the best place in all of Kentucky County. Uh, tell you what, Barry. Now don't you go telling my wife. I know you have a loose tongue. Look, look, look. Listen here, Cooter, I'd never tell your wife about, about your species. I ain't worried about the sheriff. He can. My wife, my wife, my wife's kin, but not by blood. That woman hates me. She hates me. But why'd you marry her then, Cooter? You don't say no when there's a shotgun pointed at your head? 
<laughs> you know what, Coon? You're right. You never say no when there's a shotgun pointing at your head. Just doesn't make sense, man. I agree. But hey, let me tell you about my new shine. My new hooch. Right. Tell me about this new hooch. Coon. I haven't named it yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I made this while contemplating the concept of expanding my mind. Like, I thought right. about how do I take like the concepts of mortality... you thinking of the Reverend Jesse James. No, I was thinking about the concept of mortality and eternity and infinite space and distilled it into a bottle. Cooter, you are a crazy bitch. I know, right? I'm thinking of calling this, like, the space hoot. No, that's not it. No, that's... that's... Didn't we call the last one the space hooch? Because it took up oh, too yeah. much space. Did you make too much of it? Well, I really like that. Space Hooch was a bestseller. Just, I made a lot. Yeah. We had to rent it out to three counties over. Yeah. Just really hard to do. Illegally. I know. Them people from, uh... Them people from, uh... Jack Daniels? Them people from Jack Daniels, they tried to shut me down, man. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Big JD got it out for us. Big JD, he can't handle it. I'll tell and you, JB... Mm-mm, mm-mm. You can't go you can't go to him. He used to be cool, but now he's not. JB can't handle him. He's just not cool anymore. Yeah, JB's not my friend. Neither is that boy Evan. Evan Williams, man. That stuff is like Yeah, but little Williams is so good to us. It can be. You're right. As but... as this is going on and you've been kinda talking with the with the deputy and uh, <laughs> there's a knock on the door. That is definitely not the secret knock. Oh shit. <laughs> Everybody scatter! Not... Everybody is just like, uh, not before we have this hooch! And, we, and they all take their shots of the of the of the of the contemplating the cosmos hooch. Because Cooter was an intelligent man, even as a hillbilly, I imagine there's something, some kind of system that he has rigged up to hide the hooch. Mm-hmm. So oh, he yeah. pulls his cord. Yeah. He, pr- he pulls his cord, and things start like things start like flipping, and like card tables are brought down, and like there's a there's a couple pews that get brought in, and there's like a cro- and, like one of the uh, one of the, like the big sink in the back kind of flips around, and it's actually got like a pulpit with a cross on the back of it, and like people are starting to take knees, and I like Reverend. I need you up there, and I need He's you. already on it. You gotta convince them that this is like an underground church church <laughs> servant thing. That it, It's like the low-key church that we keep away from the crazies. Sell it, man. Sell it, or I will die, because I know that's my wife. Ironically, you knew this was your wife, because that, that, uh, that <laughs> knock was very timid. And you can hear another knock that's quite timid. Just goes, Cooter, is that you? Cooter, I know what you've been doing back there. Uh, no, ma'am, it's uh, it's Sigmund. Sigmund Freud. Cooter, I know all about your love of the psychiatrist Sigmund Freud and his weird daddy issues. But now is not the time to be doing work that goes against God. No. Now I'm going to give you to the count of three to come out of here. Yeah, Cooter's here, but we're, bam, we're just all listening to the lovely sermon of Reverend Jackson. Reverend Jackson. <laughs> Reverend Jackson just kind of goes, 
Yes, and then the wine became the blood, and blood is good because that's what we do. And oh, Cooter, we got some problems. Okay, no, you can tell that every you look over at the Reverend and his eyes are just expanding in his head. Cooter! Cooter! Did you drink any of the hooch? Uh, at this point, I, just, I know this is probably my hooch, but death is better than my wife. <laughs> I go balls to the wall. You go balls to the wall on the infinity hooch. Everyone else in there is like getting like high as balls. You're, you, on the other hand, are just kind of like, okay, yeah, that was good hooch. That was good You can hear the slow knock of your wife. Cooter, come out. The police are here. We've got you dead to rise. You kind of feel like time. Woman, I am experiencing infinity right now. <laughs> you are, in fact, experiencing infinity. <laughs> you hear her yell, Sheriff! Cooter's in cahoots with the devil! Yeah, I'm also in cahoots with the sheriff! Billy, you're not gonna arrest your cousin. Now come here and share some hooch! You see the door get kicked out infinite times you see the local Kentucky SWAT team running the local Kentucky SWAT team L-K-S-T you see the local Kentucky SWAT team rush in thousands of them each of them holding at least three guns <laughs> Right now, I'm sure you're all crack shots with your the nine guns between you. Um, have some you can hear a cacophony of people in your head. Oh man, this looks like a great place. Oh man, I wish we didn't have to raid this place. Oh yeah, 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 this place looks great. Oh man, I projected I to their braids a single thought. Drink the hooch. That's all. They all kind of look over at the same time, all thousand of them at the hooch. And then you see the singular form of Darlene walk out towards you, and you can hear, Damn, I wish my man wasn't such an oaf, but damn isn't he pretty. That's gonna make this even harder. And you see her pull out a gun. And then... Can I try to scare her? <laughs> no! Wait. Yes! You try to scanner her. Roll it. I don't know what you roll. Roll your scanner set. I don't know what that is. Um, Just roll me your arete. Yeah, and that does come out to four successes. You see her kind of drop to the ground and start bleeding from the nose. And then you see your vision kind of like comes back together as one. And you can see her just on the on the ground kind of having a seizure. I stop. And then you see the Reverend up on the pulpit grab at his face and go, 
I am the Lord, the Lord is me! And start ripping his face off. Oh my god. And this is starting to happen everywhere else. And this just spooked the SWAT team. So now they're opening fire on the devil worshippers. I am just gonna go back behind the bar, grab more Bendy Huge, and keep going. <laughs> this night's gonna end. It is beyond my control. So, as you're back there, you can just hear this voice. You can hear this voice that kind of sounds like an old, smart German man. Because now, Cooter, would you really? Is this really how you want to die? Got it. No, Cooter, I don't think it is. You know why? Because the power for you to beat these people has been inside you the whole time. Come on, Cooter. It's me, your old buddy, Sigmund. <laughs> Sigmund? Yeah. Oh, man. Just listen. Just listen to the radio waves of their mind. And you can hear in your head, as it feels like time is slowing down, like people who are starting to like think, oh, that's where Cooter is. We gotta shoot there. He caused all this problem. Cooter, you know where you know what they're gonna do. Now I'm gonna ask you to do me one favor. I'm gonna need you to stand up and I'm gonna need you to give them your biggest haya. Okay. okay? Don't worry, I've been talking with Confucius. This works. <laughs> I, I guess I stand up on the pulpit. You just, you stand up and you just go, HA! I just project Haya telepathically as hard as I can. And they all, in, in one singular step, go, HAYA! And then drop their guns and pass the fuck out. <laughs> As you kind of like force these people's minds to just go into sleep mode. Sigmund? Talking to this man. Sigmund? Am yes, I Jesus. <laughs> what? Am I Jesus? Uh, you're. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you might. You're what some people might call a savior if you were back in the Dark Ages. Yeah. Or a wizard! So I'm a wizard. So I'm a Gandalf? Yes, you might in fact be a Gandalf. Now, Cooter, tell me about your mother. Well, as you can see... And that's see... where your awakening comes <laughs> off as you're discussing your mother with your avatar. <laughs> Like, as yo, you can yo, see, based no, off of how I look, you can only imagine what she looked like. A seven? Thanks. I can't, I just, I she would can't. have seven just died during that whole thing, by it the way. Oh, yo, none of, none of these awakenings are going any way how I planned it. Oh, I'm loving it. Good. That killed me. Yeah, but you like, almost died. You almost made her laugh to death. Y'all were spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Maury, so you all are here uh, after you've seen uh, Sigmund kind of take a thing of hooch. Mr. Uh, John Smith, the uh, was, yeah, that's the name of the leader. 
there. You were just asking about that. Yeah, I was. I was just asking about that. I didn't yeah. interrupt everything for it. So. Oh, you're cool. Um, he just kind of goes, so what can I do to help you all get uh get ready? I mean, I'm going to need like a cart of some sort to mm-hmm. get yeah, my stuff you want out some, of the you want some helpers? four bus. You want some helpers? Uh, some big strong men? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go get them, Tin Men! Go get them, Tin Men. As they're leaving to go get the stuff, I'm going to just yell at them, Don't fuck up my drum kit! You heard them, Tin Men? Don't fuck up her drum kit. Now, um, so, you're going to be playing. Uh, we do have another band here if you want them to open for you, but I don't think they're really anywhere near the same caliber as you guys. You ever heard of the Weezies? Yep. Yeah. They're on a different level. Yeah. Really? Below. You think they're better? Nah. Below. I never said they're better. Oh, so like down there. Yeah, okay. No, 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 that's fine. So speaking of down there, um, you two in the basement as you <laughs> find uh, four, yeah. four people uh, tied up. Oh my god. So you said in this proximity I can use uh, Mori's abilities, right? Yes. Cool. Um, I'm going to use mine and try and make sure that these are actual friends just to be on the safe side. The, friend um, or friend, friend or friend. They are not uh, mind controlled, in it, or they do not have like a mind fog on them. Okay. Um, right. I'm stay in the background. <laughs> I look like a foot taller version of hers. This will be fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have no control over so this. So they right are now. like bounding gangs. So they're just like, so I'm going to go up to one of them and very quietly. Oh, it's them that feel they're going to recognize you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm going to walk up to them quietly and be like, Okay, so I'm going to pull your gag out. Please don't scream. I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. If you scream, I'm going to re gag you because I can't trust you. And I'm trying to build some trust to you. Okay. I slowly take the gag off one of them. Oh my god, it's so nice to not breathe terrible mouth odor anymore. Okay, hi, uh, Izzy, how are you? It's weird, uh, but... Yeah? Yeah? Weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can you please get us out of here? They're, uh, they're planning on sacrificing Ka. What? Yeah, you know, we, we thought that we'd go for a new Beal... You know, since Weezer cover band isn't exactly selling anymore, so we wanted to add a keytar in. <sighs> See, that's where you went and wrong. And Todd's our keytarist. You know what? It might be better if he's just sacrificed anyways. Um, <laughs> no, is... the keytar is the lost art of the 80s. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, I'll rescue you guys. I can't promise Todd, though. So yeah. I start so untying anyway, them. Start having Jason <laughs> so Jason I start. Be so I start. Fucking upset. I'd be like, okay, so I'll, I'll get you guys out. Jason of loves here. the guitar. I'll get you guys out of here. Uh, you're just gonna take that out. I kind of like give them directions out of here, like mm-hmm. verbally give them directions out of here, and kind of like point a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I start untying them and okay. pulling their gags out and just kind of shooing them out. Okay. Them. And just be quiet as you can. I know it's kind of a stressful situation. Just don't rush out of here. Okay. Okay. Just. Shoot them out. They just kind of shoot Don't forget about Todd! We'll see. He's the key! He's the key! Torrent! <laughs> yeah, that's why I said we'll see. I don't know. That, that might earn his death. <laughs> so, um... Tudor friends are supposed to be nice. <laughs>
So as you're in the car, uh, driving ahead, you get a report. You hear over the the police of the the police radio uh, the code that's basically like domestic disturbance in a uh, in a local coffee shop. And as it, you're thinking about this, your your brain kind of brings you back to one of the last times that you had to deal with a terrible customer experience. <laughs> this was a couple years ago. Okay. And you're working at your coffee shop job. This woman is just staring at you, just staring daggers at you, as she's holding her cup that she just took a sip of and just goes, make it again. It's not right. Ma'am, if you could explain to me exactly what could make it better? It's not right. Make it again. Okay. Absolutely, Mm ma'am. And I take the drink, and I pour it down the sink, and I make her another one. Mm -hmm. And I uh, follow all the steps meticulously. And as I'm doing this, I explain to her every step of the way. Mm -hmm. I am overly friendly about this. She doesn't seem to be paying attention to you. And I do my best to get her attention. Ma'am, 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 about how long would you like the espresso to steep before I add your milk? I shouldn't have to tell you how to do your job. Well, apparently I'm terrible at it, so you do need to tell me how to do my job. I've been making lattes and coffee for the past ten years, and I... You don't need to take that tone with me, little miss. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there a different tone you'd like me to take? I can take a more, you know, demure tone, but I just want to make sure that this is right. Are you mocking me? Not at all, ma'am. Ma'am, excuse me. I want to talk to your manager. Hi. I am the manager. She just kind of stares at you and goes, No, you're not. I want to talk to the man who's in charge of you. Oh. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Give me one moment. And I walk into the back, and I check my cell phone to check Facebook real quick, and I go through and I shitpost a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I look over at at my manager and go, Hey, there's a bitch out there that wants to talk to you. And I don't announce it loud enough that she can hear. He just kind of goes, Is it Karen again? Yeah, it's Karen. Okay, listen, I don't need you threatening to get into a fist fight with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so go take your break. Oh, okay, that sounds good. And he steps out and he, like, puts on the customer service voice and you don't hear the rest of whatever is going on. I step out the side door and light up a cigarette. You step out the side door and light up a cigarette. You know that you've got probably a good 15 to 20 minutes before Karen decides to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful day out. Um, and there's a park nearby. All right. With a bench. I'm going to go sit on that bench and think about how I hope that Karen gets a hole in her shoe on a cold, wet, rainy day. Or her car breaks down in a really shitty area where she's just going to be white person terrified and she doesn't have cell phone signal. I'm thinking about how I hope her pants rip on her way to an interview or a big promotion meeting or... How I hope she gets coffee all over her favorite so, shirt. So, while that you're kind of thinking of all these petty, vengeful things, yeah, make me a perception and alertness roll. Difficulty six. Five. Okay, so looking around, you see a bunch of birds mm-hmm. chirping and playing along. A few crows here, here and there, and just uh, a couple of like songbirds. <laughs> and there's a singular large... Uh, black cat that seems to be hopping around kind of playfully 
kitty. Like, like playing at the birds. Like oh. being like, ha ha, like looking like it's going to get it, but almost like it's intentionally missing. Meow. So when you, when you meow, meow. The, the, the cat looks back at you and meow, meow, back. As you're doing that and going back towards uh, just kind of focusing on your cigarette, you see the glint of metal in a nearby bush off the sunlight. And you can see it looks like a ragged, um, unclean man who is holding a makeshift bow. Bow and arrow. And it's the metal of the arrow that's, that's glinting off the sun. Well, I don't have my gun on me. No, you do not have any kind of weapon on you right now. The man is aiming at the cat. Hey! What the fuck are you doing? And I go and, like, walk right up to him. As soon as you start approaching him... He gets spooked and lets the arrow go. Kitty, no. Because of how that you're standing, the arrow and like goes right through your shoulder. Oh! Oh god! Ow! Fucking hell! This is not okay, you piece of shit! I'm gonna start howling in pain. You start howling in pain, and as you're doing that, He's yelling in a language that you do not understand as he's, like, doing this number. Which is what... Trying what? trying to get you away as he's locking another arrow in. Don't you dare hurt that fucking cat! And I keep you, so moving towards him. You start moving towards him, and as you're doing this, and you feel you feel like this rage building up in the, inside of you, you can hear this little voice in the back of your head go... Yeah, you, yeah, you give him one for you. You tell him what 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 you're gonna do to him. You fuck that guy up for hurting that animal. If you try and hurt this cat, that arrow is gonna go right through your eyeball. I'm gonna take this arrow straight out of your hands and shove it so far down your throat, you're gonna be pissing blood. The guy does not appear to understand what you're saying. He just knows that you're angry, and he is holding on with the other arrow, and he's like trying to, like, motion for you to get out of the way. I'm not. I refuse. Okay. What do you do to stop him? Because he's going to start making a move to try and uh, adjust his own aim by moving himself. Okay, so I'm not exactly the most combat-relevant character. Right, but you are super angry. I am super angry. I am going to use... I'm somewhat athletic. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take the coffee in my hand. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, it's scalding hot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to chuck it at this guy okay. as hard as I can. And then I'm going to take a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take, like, a couple of cigarettes and light them. And uh, basically, I'm trying to think of, like, what, what time of year is this? It's like fall. Perfect. I'm going to scoop up a bunch of leaves and throw them at him. And then throw the cigarettes at, at the okay, leaves. Okay, you can do one of those things. You can either do the coffee or the leaves. I'm gonna throw the coffee. Okay. When you see your... So you see yourself weirdly throwing the coffee and missing. Okay. And because you see this happening, you know because he's gonna get out of the way, you know to adjust your aim mid-throw to hit him. Okay. When you do this, you can feel the coffee in your hand is not just scalding hot, it is bubbling. Okay. Like, it is... Boiling. It's boiling. Okay. Um. Fuck yeah. 
So you kind of like adjust your aim and the coffee goes and smashes into this guy like on his chest so like there's a little bit of protection. Yeah. But it's not enough. The arrow goes uh, sailing and like basically not sailing. It goes straight into the ground as he lets it go Mm -hmm. and it like hits his own foot. Okay. As he goes down. This guy is down. What do you do to him? I'm gonna walk over and like I don't want this guy to like die. Looking over him, you can see that you can, you could just beat him within an inch of his life. See, like with your fist, you feel like you could do that. Okay, my character is super angry, but Melody is not. Oh shit! I am. I have vengeful against people who would hurt animals, and against people who commit animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take off my belt. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bind his hands to a light pole. Okay. I'm going to rip open his shirt where the... Uh, coffee hit. Coffee hit. Take the cigarette and burn a hole right on his sternum. He is screaming. It sounds like that whatever you're doing is hurting way more than it normally would. And then I'm going to pull out a Sharpie. Okay. And I'm going to write across his burning, painful flesh with this chemical... I like to hunt defenseless animals. I tried to shoot a cat. This is what I got. And then I'm going to call 911. Okay. And I'm when the officer arrives, I'm going to explain to him what I did. I threw the coffee at this guy to stop him. Um, and I was you, mad, you, and I will take the charges for assault. So you call 911, and... As soon as you finish telling what that you're going to do, you feel a bit of weight on your shoulder. Yeah. As the cat has hopped up onto your shoulder and then bats the phone out of your hand. What are you doing? No. This guy needs to be registered as for animal cruelty. We need to make sure that he gets his due justice. Yeah, but you need to let me return the favor for helping me out. Oh, hi. What the fu- <laughs> Yeah, no, this cat is talking to you. Wow, what the- Okay, hello, this is a dream come true. True, I always wanted to be Sabrina, and I, like, scoop the kitty up under its forearms and go, What is your name, you adorable little creature? The cat just kind of- And I'm giving it this goofy, like, happy smile. The cat just kind of goes, Uh, I'm Tina. Hi, Tina. Do you have a home? Yes, I do. Do you know where Hex is? I can happily take you there. Can just, you please, just, without getting yourself in trouble? I'm still going to call 911. You, so, are, you already did. It basically, like, as soon as you were like, and then I'm going to wait here, the cat just went, no. But, okay, that's fair. I'm returning the favor. You saved me, so I'm saving you. How do we prove that he did it, though? He'll tell the truth. You sure? I mean, he's listening to a talking cat that knows that if, it try, that if he tries to get away with this, uh, he'll die. Okay. Well, you're adorable. Are there other cats like you? Uh, not in this town. Damn it. I always wanted a talking cat. Yeah, can you, uh, can you either put me down or or take us to Hex? I'm just gonna, like, cradle this cat in my arms and just, like, give it the best head scratches it's ever had. Wait a minute, what about my shift? Okay, I'll just tell them I got sick. Yeah. Cool. That'll work. Alright. So you make it back to Hex. And as soon as you do, um, the cat hops down and goes onto the corner and goes, uh, Wolf, I'm here. Um, I have someone new. Can you go and grab, uh, can, 
it, it kind of like paces and then goes, can you go and grab um, uh, Ferox? I, th I think he's going to want to meet this one. There's, there's a younger looking lady who just kind of has like this, like she, she looks way older, like her eyes make her look way older than she looks physically. And she goes, yeah, I guess I'll go grab that crazy person. And she kind of disappears into the back for a while. And the cat just kind of paces around and sits and sits down and just goes, yeah, I think you're going to get along with this guy, but just a fair warning. He's a little absent-minded. I'm talking to a cat. Yeah. I um, think I'm going to be fine. About that. And she just kind of, you see before your eyes as this cat turns into a uh, uh, fairly pretty looking African-American woman with uh, like dreadlocked hair. Even so, you single? She just kind of looks to you and goes, <laughs> I mean, I'm not exactly in a committed relationship, but uh, Madam Wolf actually just went to go and get one of my partners. I can work with that. Uh, so a fairly disheveled looking younger man comes out in basically PJ bottoms and uh, and just a night and like a t-shirt. He's brown-haired, brown-eyed, with a single with a single eye that is neon green, and he looks to uh, the lady sitting on the counter and goes, "Hey, Tina, how are you? Uh, nice to. Where are we? When? Who's this? I haven't met you yet. Hi, Ferox. Melody Nightshade. Yeah, so... Hi, Miss Nightshade. That is such a pretty name. <laughs> so, listen. Um, about what just happened. I've got some explaining to do. Yeah, did you just try... Did that guy just try to Jojo me? You guys can hear the sounds of them being set up upstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you all want to do? Uh, you have the chance to like go upstairs and kind of sneak around. And... I am not very stealthy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I will continue sneaking. You continue sneaking? Make me a new stealth check. Uh, difficulty six. Actually, you know what? I'll give you a difficulty five since you were so good at it the first time. Uh, and they're, you know, everybody else is helping out with the concert. Two successes. <laughs> you said two successes? Mm -hmm. You almost get out from, you almost like open the door as someone is passing by and then kind of like shut it really quick. But as you kind of like wait there, like holding your breath, like nothing happens and then you peek out again, uh, they've already passed by. Um, so you uh, do keep sneaking through and you can get to um, one of the back rooms. In the back rooms, there's about five doors. There's... Besides the one you came in, there's one on either side and then three kind of in front of you. Um, the one in the middle looks like it's kind of made for, like, it's like the back room for, like, the star of the show for, like, a stage play. Mm -hmm. um, it's got, like, stars and stuff on it. There's a couple names that have been on there that have since been scratched out. Um, there's another, the other two doors on either side of it are also kind of decorated, but 
not as much, and the two doors on the far ends of the hallway are, they don't look like anything special, but you don't know where they go. But you know, you would know where they go because fucking map. Because you guys are looking over a map of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So you know that these are the, uh, the two doors on the side are the dressing quarters for most of the staff or the backstage tech guys and everything. The one in the middle is for, uh, basically who, like, a couple of the stars of the show. Like a private quarters kind of thing. And then the two doors off to the side kind of lead out to kind of lesser used hallways to kind of get around the theater on either side, left and right. Is there any name on that door? Right now, in Brown Crown, it is Brown Crayon. It is written John Smith. John. John Smith. John Smith. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to go inside. Okay. When you go to open the door, you find that it is locked. Alright. I'll retreat back. Alright. And I'll let the leader Lori know that um, there's a door okay. for John Smith. Do we have the name of the cult leader? I'm about to talk to Elias. I was like, I'm not going to say Elias. I know it's not Elias. I believe so. you. Did you not get that information from the four people you freed? Well, they're... <clears throat> no, I didn't sit and like interrogate them, but they are missing someone from their group named Todd. He's the key Taurus, so I'm kind of eh on if we really need to rescue him or not. Why? Um, I mean, if we could save him, that's great. I'm just not invested in the key Taurist, but we'll see what happens. Um, But give me a second, and I'm... I'm gonna figure out what's going on. Yeah, this. So, uh, I freed the Wheezies. Oh, delightful. Yeah, they're, they're free. They're good to go. Um, and I know that was a hard choice for you to make, but... Yeah, well, uh, so apparently there's a key Taurus, who I'm not sold on saving, but we can if we find him. Okay. Uh, named Todd somewhere. Yep. Uh... We'll, I'll look for him. Do we know the name of the cult leader yet? Yeah, uh, I don't think it's his real name, because it's a, it's a really common alias. John Smith. Michael, it's John Smith. Alright, I'll be right back. I'm gonna uh, go back up to... Well, Michael just dipped off somewhere. Okay. Uh, well, he went away for a while, then came back, asked me if I knew the cult leader, and then I told him, and then he left again. Okay. So, he's, he must know a, something. He's a good sneak, I think. As you're going up that there, you mean. can hear the sound of music beginning to play. Real quick, before I decide who's awakening we're gonna do next, Maury, make me the little power roll. Uh, ha, ha, ha. uh, this time it's at difficulty. It was good. Oh, Lady Roy. I found it there. Um, that one. Well, so. we're doing it where a one doesn't fully cancel out of ten, right? Just cancel out one right. success. Okay, yeah. so I got three. Okay. You still feel the want and desire to, uh, sip some blood if you could. Okay. Do you, or do you hold it down? Um, you know, I don't, I don't You know that. Taking a little bit will take the edge off. Right yeah. Now. So, um, I, I make sure that they're not really paying attention to me and just like slip out a little vial and take take a couple sips. We're gonna make you blood persons. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely make me because that's because reasons. they're gonna be hanging out with the band. We, we drink a lot of persons. Okay. Cool. It makes sense for you to have just, a blood. It has to be labeled for me though, because otherwise I don't want someone. We'll to get you special brands. Perfect. It'll be a special brand of caprizing. Perfect. Okay, so. Allergies, you know. Yeah. Maury. Yes. Elias. <laughs> you remember the first night that you were having this craving. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Welcome to <laughs> your fast. <laughs> you honestly can't remember why. You you just you were out on the town in Boston. Uh -huh. You had some extra cash from a job, and you were treating yourself to as much food as you could put in your face. Because you were having this craving and you couldn't figure out what the hell it was. You're it's uh it's a late night. Um, and, uh, you just left a restaurant, um, and you're still unsatisfied. Okay. And you see a pretty dark-haired young man kind of come up to you, mm -hmm. and he goes, Hi, um, listen, this is gonna sound, this is gonna sound weird, and I'm sorry if this sounds weird, but, um, hi, my name is, uh, Bartholomew, um, and this is gonna sound very weird, and I apologize, but, um, I'm what you'd call a psychic. Okay. Like a fortune tower. Like, I know when that people have... I know that you're in need of something. That seems like it would be pretty obvious since I've just come out of some place looking really frazzled. Right, right, but I can find it for you. Do you happen to know what it is I'm looking for? No, but I know where you can find it. It's it's like it, it only comes to me in, in, in parts and pieces. Okay, I'm willing to entertain this considering I've been looking for whatever this is the entire night. Mm -hmm. He goes, okay, here. There's a there's a very unique uh, Eastern cuisine uh, down down this down this street uh, three blocks. I promise you this is what you're looking for. Okay. And he takes you, and he takes you down like three blocks, and he's kind of like shooting the shit, but like being like, I'm really excited, I'm really happy that like my gift is coming in help, in help, is is being helpful for you. Like it's so nice to be helpful for once. Okay. What? Why? Why do you say for once? Are you? I always not get. Helpful? I always get. Anytime that my powers flare up, it's always like premonitions of death and like weirdness. So um, like, that's. A little concerning. Right, but this is the first time that it's like been like, hey, this person is just they want just want something to eat. Are Are you sure that this isn't gonna lead Yes, yes, of course. Something bad? No, no, it's not gonna lead to something bad. It's gonna lead okay. to something good and great. And he's like <laughs> and you can see a sign down down the alley three blocks down that's mm -hmm. just like Hamid's cuisine. And she's like, trust me, Hamid makes the best stuff. Okay. And he takes you down the alley. Roll me your perception and awareness. Awareness or alertness? Awareness, actually. No! I asked you as awareness and alertness, I didn't hear the correct word uh, I said. Either one works, whichever okay. one works for you. I don't have awareness. I want you to know that. He has alertness, though. Alertness. Roll me your perception and alertness. Oh my god. Right. This is not gonna be good. Hey, that's two. Two. Alright. <laughs> you uh you have enough time to uh make a Dex and Dodge roll from uh Bartholomew's <gasps> hand coming to hands coming to grip your shoulders and push you forcefully against the uh harder, Daddy, against harder. the wall. Um, okay, so deck the dodges, decks, and athletics? Yep. Okay. Just checking. Okay, I got one success. He 
you go to dodge out of the way, but he is quicker. Okay. And goes and kind of like, as you're like ducking, he crouches down and grabs you and pull and like pushes you up with supernatural strength. Okay. You can see two things come to mind as that you're see as you're looking at him. As he quickly goes to chomp down on your neck. Uh-huh. The first thing is, wow, this feels really fucking good. Wow, this feels really good. Uh, but for some reason, so. your eyes go down to his neckline. Okay. And you specifically see a necklace on mm-hmm. his neck. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's kind of uh, got a little bit of uh, almost like a fairy light inside of it, like something okay. like a light that shouldn't be there. And inside your head, you kind of get this vision of like, yeah, this feels great. And he's gonna keep doing this until you're dead and you're drained of all of your blood. Not so good. Okay. There's something almost like a bright light behind him okay. that's just kind of like staring at you like bright light and then just dark eyes mm. and just like it like locks eyes with you and then it looks down and goes like eyeing kind of like his necklace and kind of stands and kind of moves over next to you and goes that's yours take it okay. take it uh, I definitely I'm not I'm not sure about this but the, the, that voice sounds pretty pretty convincing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even though I'm definitely uh, in euphoric pre- pleasure right now, thanks to masochism and everything else involved in being fed from, uh, yeah, I, I work through that and try to take the necklace. You kind of slowly raise up your hand and grab at the necklace, and as soon as your hand touches that necklace, power is coursing through you. Okay. Um, you basically just Bart, just Bartholomew, just lets go and gets blasted backwards from you as you kind of like sink down. But you can, like, while that you're, while that you're a little bit low, not low on blood, but like you're feeling a little bit more drained and a little bit lightheaded, your brain is like, there's more electricity going through it than has ever been going through. Right. He, uh, this guy kind of stares at you as you grab it. He goes, you shouldn't have done that, kid. As he raises his hand and flicks a bit of blood off of uh, off of his fingertips as they then ignite into fire and he goes to hurl what looks like a fireball at I am going to want to stop his hand from moving. Okay, how are you going to do that? Light. Describe it to me. Okay, so I'm I'm seeing his hand moving. I'm seeing his arm moving. And I want to like reach out with my mind as much as I can because I I'm not really going to be able to move much right now because I just mm-hmm. got drained. So I just have this urge to stop his arm from moving. Mm-hmm. I want to make his muscles constrict. I want to make okay. his uh, blood vessels thinner. I just, I just want them to stop. You, with that single word in your head of stop, 
just wanting them to stop. Yeah. As the flame flickers on in his hand, you can feel yourself control your own blood that is now coursing through its veins, and it just kind of stops there, and this thing is staring at the fire in its hand. As you can see, the blood is draining from its arm, and then basically being vomited out of its mouth. As the fire then, uncontrolled, engulfs its hand, and this thing starts running at you. Running at me? Running at you. Um, I would like to increase those distances. Okay. And make it, make it so that the fire consumes him instead. Okay, just so you're gonna... Can't, can't get to me. Okay. Correspondence. Okay. You, um... Increase the distance between everything, and it's kind of running around and around. But because you've increased the distance here, space kind of like you're not in control perfectly of your yeah, correspondence. Space elsewhere is kind of contracting <laughs> and moving in weird ways. Okay, and you can see now, like, kind of like standing in this alleyway, you're staring ahead, and there is this bright fire on this side stretching outwards for a long time, and on the right side you can see the bright lights of cars and everything. And then you see a very bright light on this side, and the fire on this side, and you're stuck there. Where do you go? Uh, can I go straight? Or is it just... It's like an alleyway. It's just, it's just, yeah, okay, so... Um... I would rather go towards the cars. Okay. I'm gonna go towards the bright light of the cars. So you go towards the bright light that is coming towards you. Yeah. Um, as you do that, you feel yourself being moved through space. Okay. And then you're suddenly sitting down, then you're suddenly laying down comfortably on faux leather seats. And then you hear the crunch of tires as they go over a body. Okay. And you look up and you see your high school friend Rory driving a muscle car down an alleyway. <laughs> Christina, the last thing that you saw as you were awakening was you hitting a man on fire as you stopped your brakes to avoid uh, Elias. Is my car okay? The cars in. Okay. <laughs> All we care about is the, the car. The That's vampire fine. basically dusted underneath the car. That's Good. fine. As long as my car's But the car is kind of my and car. And as right soon now. as that you both see each other, there is this mental click of, oh, okay. It all so, makes sense. <laughs> there you go. You both awakened on the same night. Uh, uh, that makes sense. Hi, Ray. Hey. What the hell's wrong with you? How I did don't... you teleport into my car? I'm not questioning because I just teleported into the car earlier. I don't know what's going on. All I know is that thing was on fire. I don't like fire. Well, fire bad. Well, it's dead. Uh, the car's fine, though. I'm glad the car's okay. Yeah, uh, I 
Center Mine's not. We need to keep going. I think we need to go. <laughs> I think we need to go talk to Dad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I ran, I might have ran into, I, I, I think, vampire or something? Teeth um, and shit, like in the movies? Teeth um, and shit. Yeah, yeah, I just had a run-in with a vampire, too. Alright, so let's add that on the list of things we're never going to deal with again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm assuming I'm still craving whatever I was craving. Maureen, at some point, the blood from everything kind of got on you, and you kind of lick your lips. Okay. You just kind of go, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Hello again, Brendan here. I hope you enjoyed this rapid descent into us attempting to break Izzy's player mentally with weird accents and continue to beat the dead horse that is Weezer jokes. Our theme song for this season is Images by Lost European. Transition music is King of the Broken Hearts by X-Taker UX. Combat music was Self-Deceived, also by X-Taker UX. We also used Porkchop Express and Chase Scene by Roscoe, and The Last Ones by Jazar. That's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. I know I'm pretty terrible about this Twitter thing, but I promise I'm trying to get better. So if you want to help me get better, you can follow me at A Pair of Dice Lost, and you can follow Julia at GM Crow One. Finally, the next Mage game may be a little late. It's lining up with our LARP weekend and our projected moving date, so there's a small chance we'll either be releasing it early or late. Let's hope it's the first one. Next week is Werewolf the Apocalypse. We look forward to hearing back from you all, and remember, you gotta do money to make money. From the everlasting glory of suffering and pain to the warmth of tender memories that can never be again to always see your smiling eyes your laughter fills my soul but in my mind erase your tears before I lose control Behind fragments of a time and place still buried in my mind. If only I could cast a spell to somehow change the past, erase a page forever from this book I have.